potassium. What is the good thing about potassium? I know bananas have potassium, potatoes potassium. What else has potassium? Very important for cardiovascular health. It helps balance out the effect of sodium. Sodium can increase blood volume, it draws mm -hmm. water into the blood. Potassium sort of has the, the inverse effect. A lot of people are scared of eating too much sodium, but it's actually the harms of the quote unquote harms of sodium is actually mediated by how much potassium we're consuming. And potassium tends to be abundant in fruits and vegetables. Um, mm -hmm. Also, salmon is a great source of potassium. Who'd have thunk it? entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Do It With Dad podcast. Yes, I'm in a bit of a way, a weird location that you'll be used to seeing now recently because it's not podcast week, but there are certain freaking rock stars that you hang out with on private islands that you're like, anytime that you're ready to record, I'm ready to do the thing. Um, Maxi is, uh, as I didn't ask you permission to do that, but I'm doing it. Anyway. So Max, Max and I were supposed to record before I left on a trip, then found out the day before I arrived at the place that we're going to be hanging out. So unlike normal, I actually, actually know the human and have hugged the human that I'm podcasting with. So I'm excited to share them with you. So without further ado, or more whiffling and waffling from me, so Max, a lot. Let the people know who you are and what it is you do. Dan, what up, brother? It's good to see you here <laughs> across. Uh, I mean, you, you are right that it would have been more, uh, somewhat more sublime to be, have this opportunity take place in on a private island, yeah. as it were. But um, yeah, so it's uh, it was an honor to have met you. I'm a health and science journalist. I'm a filmmaker. Uh, I am in production on a documentary on the prevention of dementia, which is Ooh. a topic that I'm very passionate about. And I'm a uh, I'm a podcaster. I'm an author. I've written a New York Times bestselling book that some people may have heard of called Genius Foods. Uh, followed that up with The Genius Life. And then my latest book just came out called Genius Kitchen, which is a cookbook. Uh, it's actually a two-in-one cookbook and kitchen and wellness guide, um, mm -hmm. which became a, a Wall Street Journal bestseller. So I'm mm -hmm. super excited to have a platform to be able to learn about nutrition, which is my passion um, mm -hmm. and my purpose, and to then get to share my teachings out with, uh, with people around the world. Awesome. So awesome. And guys, we've, we've spent enough time hot tubbing and such for this not to be smoking and ass blowing situation. But Max is actually a really beautiful human that really does passionately care about what he shares and teaches and he makes excellent content. So make sure that you <laughs> make sure that private joke. So um, Max, this journey that you're on right now, did you just wake up one morning where I am going to be a nutrition and food person? This is what is going to be my passion. Like where, where does someone become such a such a human like how does that story even happen yeah well the way that my brain works it's sort of like a light switch which i think is probably pretty common among entrepreneurs mm -hmm. um i'm either obsessively interested in a in a topic or i'm i'm not interested at all and i can't even feign attention right and so <laughs> and so for that reason my grades in school were never that great because I would get, I would excel in the classes that I was interested in, but then I would get mm -hmm. D's in the class, even if there were easy classes mm -hmm. um, and, and the courses that I just wasn't, you know, that I couldn't give the time of day to. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
And so that's sort of like, you know, just to, to paint the picture of my academic career. But one of the one of the very few uh, topics that I've been always obsessively interested in throughout my life um, mm-hmm. has been health and nutrition and fitness and anything really that, um, you know, from the from the standpoint of my own understanding, my own personal biology, like, mm-hmm. why do I look the way that I do? Why am I as strong or as weak as I am in, in certain areas? Um, mm-hmm. You know, what what? if anything could be done to sort of augment my physicality. I, I grew up not an athlete, but a, 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 a sort of shy and introverted computer nerd. That and, wait, wait, um, wait, 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 wait. You were shy and introverted. Yeah. As a, I'm still, I still can be, I'm a, mm-hmm. it's called, it's, it's called site specific introversion or extroversion. I've heard about that where it's like, depending on the circumstances, you'll be either one of, yeah. of the two. Yeah, oh. like genuinely extroverted and, and charged up by social interactions. But then mm-hmm. there are certain there are certain social um, interactions where I feel that leave me feeling drained. So it, it actually mm-hmm. depends like on the on the circumstance. Mm-hmm. Generally, if I'm if I'm excited to be in a, in a certain situation, I'm talking to people mm-hmm. who I think mirror my values. Um, that's, mm-hmm. th- those are usually, you know, I mean, I felt charged up every moment on Necker Island with, with you and with the other people that were there. Right. So that was like, mm-hmm. a, that whole week was like me feeling like in my extroverted power. Um, uh... but in high school, we'll just say mm-hmm. I was, I didn't feel that way in high school. High school is a weird place. You're thrown mm-hmm. into the mix with kids that don't necessarily align with your values. Mm-hmm. You don't even know what your values are at that point. Of course. You're still you're, learning. Yeah. You're still learning. You're, uh, you're as, um, insecure as, as any high schooler, you know, is, um, at mm-hmm. that point in life, you're trying to figure it all out at the same time. And so, um, and so I gravitated to computers, um, and the internet, mm. which was just sort of being born when I, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. which was, which was super exciting. And I was, uh, interested in games. And, um, at a certain point I wandered into a supplement store near my high school in New York city, which is where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just was like, it was, it was like a singularity in my life. Like it was like from that point forward, I had this, this incredible passion for, um, understanding nutrition and fitness. And, and I started going to the gym and I started seeing my body change and I started mm-hmm. toying around with various supplements and, and diets. And I, and I, you know, I sort of had gamified, I was interested in the gamification of fitness, right? Hmm. Cause a lot of the sort of feedback loops that you have in fitness are there in video games, but mm. in video games are sort of more immediate in mm-hmm. fitness you know, there's sort of a longer lead time, but you still get to iterate and tinker and tweak and, um, and you have hard data, right? Like you can, mm-hmm. you go to the gym and you see your lifts getting stronger. You see your body mm-hmm. fat percentage getting lower, your lean mass increasing all the stuff. So that was enough to, to convince me at that age. And I was, I was super interested in that, in that topic. And that led to me going to college on a pre-med track. So I oh. intended on becoming a doctor, but then I realized, it really like became clear to me, my sort of academic tendencies. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just didn't think that I would be a happy and B Mm -hmm. competitive, um, Mm -hmm. going down that, down that path. So I ended up pivoting and studying film and psychology. And, um, that Mm -hmm. led to me getting this really incredible position as a journalist in the United States on TV Mm -hmm. for six years. And, uh, long story short, I did that job. 
I left that job. And in my personal life, my mom got sick at a young age. She developed a rare form of dementia. And, um, ah. and all of those, the, that sort of passion that I had for understanding health came flooding back. But this time it was focused on my mom and what mm-hmm. could be done to potentially help her, why this would have happened to her, and what could be done to prevent myself from ever having to succumb to this kind of ravaging neurodegenerative uh, condition. And so that began about 10 years ago. And my mom, my mom passed away three years ago, but, um, but yeah, but that's, that's really my obsession is like, is teaching people how to live better and healthier. So as not to develop these kinds of conditions that take Mm. years, if not decades to develop, right. Mm -hmm. Cardiovascular disease, type two diabetes, cancer, uh, Mm -hmm. dementia. And I think when it comes to preventative health, um, We've been looking for answers in the wrong place. We expect our doctors to teach us about nutrition, right? That's not, that's like, you're laughing. They're, they're, they're in the business for us being sick. That's how they get paid. <laughs> A thousand percent. Uh, yeah, I mean that 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 couldn't be more true, and it's not mm-hmm. not a it's not a slight against doctors. I mean, we you know when I have a medical issue, I'm going to see a, a an MD, right? But <laughs> exactly. But wellness is something that is up to us ultimately, and mm-hmm. so that's what I try to teach to people. I try to teach the empowering insights that I've been able to glean from the medical literature that mm-hmm. anybody anywhere can integrate. Mm-hmm. But you actually, you know, have dedicated your life to not just researching it yourself, but also on your podcast. And we'll, we'll pop a link to the, the, the in, to the podcast in the show notes. Having these as experts and sharing dialogue with them and gleaning that knowledge live for people to take part in. And then, of course, gathering your findings and putting them together in your books. Yeah. And it's also the podcast for me is like, I'm sure the function that it serves for you as well. It, it continues my education. Like I'm not, of course, you know, science evolves, right? And I yeah. I never purport to have all of the answers or that I found mm-hmm. some sort of um, concrete canon of truth within the scientific literature, right? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I'm always learning and questioning and evolving. And the podcast is a great platform to facilitate that because I get to have experts from all over the world on. And now that my podcast has reached a certain size, I mean, there's, there's mm-hmm. really no, you know, I can, I can, the access that I have to talk to people um, is really uh, amazing, actually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've seen some of the. I mean, like I said, great content. Like you do have some really cool, cool videos that we get to to learn and be a part of this experience of your learning and and take the energy that you're gathering from this passion that you have uh, and bringing it into online. So, thank you, thank you for the work that you do. It's uh, it's appreciated. That's of course. Good. Yeah. I have, yeah. I mean, I, I love it. As I mentioned, I have fun, I have fun doing it. It's, it's, um, it, to me, you know, my mom was very sick and her life at, towards the end, her latter years were, were tragic, but doing what I do, it's, it, it makes me feel like what she experienced, what my family went through wasn't, um, in vain. Mm. Um, but you know, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful to my mom and, and, everybody along the way who's, who's helped me. But I also feel well-suited to this, to, to what I'm doing because I love it so much. Mm, yeah. I mean, I think sometimes people spend so much time banging on the door looking for the purpose when actually if you said, okay, what are some things that I love and how can they be of service to others? Then that journey becomes a lot, a lot shorter. And I think sometimes we can get so caught up in the externally purposey thing. Oh my God, I need to find the thing. We're not even present enough to even enjoy the things that are there available for us to enjoy here and now. I don't know if that's something that you found on your journey too. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I routinely have like pinch me moments and I, and I wake up excited. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, if, if there's a, a new insight, for example, that, that I've stumbled upon and I can't mm-hmm. wait to share it, you know, creating that content for me, like I get, I get really excited. I love it. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I love that I get to come up, I get to dream up something, execute and then put it out and get immediate feedback on it. To me, that's mm-hmm. like the, the greatest thing. Awesome. Awesome. So what was the feedback that you got on the bike? Now, I, I, I looked at Richie B uh, by the way, in my mind movie is me calling Richie B and him answering, by the way. So Richard, um, I, I was flabbergasted. I'm sure you're that 71 year old man was at such, such a level of health. I personally, I start tennis lessons this week. I'm like, I'm back on doing my daily fitness. Did you have any inspiration from seeing like a 71 year old that's just rocking it yourself oh, that you're going to carry into your own life? Oh yeah. I mean, I want to have the kind of vigor and energy that, that he clearly has when I'm, yeah. when I'm 71, 72. <laughs> I mean, he's in, he's in amazing shape. I don't, I haven't seen another 71, 72 year old that, that is in as good a shape as him. And I think like some people might chalk it up to, oh, well he's worth $5 billion. Right. That yeah. certainly makes some aspects of maintaining good physical health at that age, um, more feasible, feasible and practical, but mm-hmm. that's not the answer. The mm-hmm. answer is that he's a passionate guy. He mm-hmm. he he has the discipline that wakes mm-hmm. him up every morning at 5 a.m. or whatever it is. And he's, you know, I saw him. He was on, on the tennis playing every morning, an hour of tennis, right? Yeah. With those tennis pros that he had on the island. He was doing that. Yeah. Um, he was eating. Uh, he wasn't, he didn't, he, I was, I actually was looking over to see the kinds of foods that he was eating. He I was doing a, it as well. <laughs> I was yeah. doing it as well. <laughs> he's not, he's not on any kind of like fringe uh, exclusionary diet. He's not vegan. He's not a carnivore. He eats like, mm-hmm. he eats the kinds of foods that make him happy. He was eating meat. He was eating vegetables, plants, things like that. Yeah. Um, but I also saw him drink and take shots when he wanted to. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, he's just, he, he, the guy knows how to live. I also noticed that he was, uh, always shirtless like you never saw mm-hmm. the guy with a shirt on mm-hmm. um which i think says something about you know he's walking around on the island he's getting vitamin d sun exposure mm-hmm. um you know his circadian rhythm is probably you know fully in sync fully ancestrally consistent with with you know um with how our how our ancestors evolved right mm-hmm. uh he was very active throughout the day, whether it was mm-hmm. like sport or um, just walking around the island. He was always walking mm-hmm. around the island, right? Like mm-hmm. I always saw him like just, just always walking moving. around. Yeah, mm-hmm. always moving. Um, his attitude, like he always had a s- smile on his face. He was mm-hmm. he was willing to engage with us, even though we were like total strangers to him, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. was, like always curious. Um, very, he's, he appears to stay chronically, constantly socially engaged. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I was like, try, as much as I could, I was like trying, trying to study him because he is a model for healthy aging. Right. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was interested to see what your observations were as someone who's trained to look for things. Cause I was looking right, but I don't have the depth, uh, and breadth of experience that you do have of actually observing. Oh, I've seen other 71 year olds or I've seen people that are 50, but, 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 but so I've got like a single strand of data, but you had a bit more data. So I was, I was interested to see what your takeaways were because there were people that did have, you know, there are people and I've, I've seen on your, on your, on your show, you do have people that do have some of these more interesting, Oh, you must only do this. or You must only do that. And I, I, I've seen you actually sparring with them and, and pulling the thing out. So I was interested to see what your thoughts are, but it looked like you were going to say something. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not, you know, I'm not into these like fringe diets and I, I, I mm-hmm. um, 
I tend to be uh, I tend to side with like the the carnivore advocates because I think that there's been a lot of demoniz- demonization of animal products. And I think that that is highly problematic from the standpoint mm-hmm. of health mm-hmm. um, and also just the fear mongering. There's a lot of fear mongering that comes out of the plant based community. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like to promote not exclusively, but I like to promote the consumption of properly raised animal products like beef, mm-hmm. chicken, fish, mm-hmm. eggs, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I do think that there are good things to be gleaned from from eating whole plants, and and I was mm-hmm. really happy to see. Um, I was happy to see that he incorporate seemingly incorporates both into his diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, so here's a one for you. All right, this is one of my rando Dan questions. Um, if you were a vegetable, what would you be, and why? <laughs> this is so random. Um, but I love it. If I was a vegetable, yeah, I gotta pick. I got. I want to. I'm being careful here because, like, I don't want to pick a lame vegetable. What? Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, I think I would probably. I like. I like fennel a lot. I wanted to see if you said the same thing. I asked you this question before, yeah. and you did say fennel. And you know what I noticed after you said fennel, fennel was like all over the menu. I've never I'm, had fennel served before. And yeah. after you said that, like fennel showed up like three, four times that week. I manifested it. I think you did. Fennel is amazing. It's got that anise flavor, right? It's got like a dark, dark licorice flavor, but it's also a well-known carminative food, which basically means that it reduces bloating for people. Really? Yeah, it's something that I think a lot of people struggle with. Um, yeah, I, I get that sometimes. I didn't. I haven't. I, I haven't had it since um, since going to Nika, but I was getting pretty. Battered by that before. Bloated on the island. Yeah, because we were eating so much. But we we're also pretty active. No, no, I'm saying it stopped. As soon as I got there, it stopped. Oh. Leading into it, I was having issues with it. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. fennel is a good food to help settle the stomach. So is ginger. Ginger's great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into my private session with uh, <laughs> non Dr. Max, everyone. <laughs> I, li- I like that question. That's a fun yeah. question. Yeah, what about you? The- what, what, what vegetable would you be? I'm going to throw it back to you. I'm potato. You're why are you potato? They're versatile. They are very versatile. Good source of potassium. Because <laughs> of science again. Potassium. What is the good thing about potassium? I know bananas have potassium, potatoes potassium. What else has potassium? Very important for cardiovascular health. It helps balance out the effect of sodium. Sodium can increase blood volume, mm-hmm. draws water into the blood. Potassium sort of has the the inverse effect. A lot of people are scared of eating too much sodium, but it's actually the harms of the quote unquote harms of sodium is actually mediated by how much potassium we're consuming. And potassium tends to be abundant in fruits and vegetables. Um, mm-hmm. Also, salmon is a great source of potassium. Who'd have thunk it? Okay. But yeah. Amazing. Um, is this the kind of wisdom that you that you you share in uh, Genius Kitchen? Um, what, what's the what's the the premise behind the? Because you said there's a cookbook, but there's also like the the kitchen lifestyle health. Yeah. How does that balance out? Yeah, I want. I didn't want to just write a recipe book. I wanted to write a cookbook that was also a kitchen resource that people would mm-hmm. keep in their kitchens and open up to see. Oh, what does Max think about meat? What does Max think about salt? What does Max think mm-hmm. about eggs, mm-hmm. um, herbs, spices, and things like that? How do I improve mm-hmm. my digestion, which is important when it comes to reaping all that there is to, you know, all the benefit there, that there is to be gained from eating healthful food, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the book has the first half of it is like this really robust kitchen and wellness guide. And I also, in it have my top, uh, shopping tips 
Mm -hmm. as well as tips for minimizing food waste, which can be expensive. Mm -hmm. So how to, how to stretch your dollar, um, or Mm -hmm. your pound as it were, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. or your peso. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. And so it's, it's sort of like a two in one book. You get a lot for your money when you pick up genius kitchen and the recipes are amazing. Over a hundred recipes. They're uh, completely gluten and grain free, minimal use of of dairy. Um, yeah. So it just, they, it utilizes super nutrient dense, highly accessible foods that are, um, going to fill you up you know, f- fill up your, your silos with, um, protector molecules and, and building blocks that you're, you know, that support brain health over the long term, Um, and also, as I mentioned, delicious. So awesome. So, so here's the one, here's, here's the, the, the thing on that. As you've gone on your journey, what BS have you had the opportunity to debunk? What stories or like these? So for example, like, I'll give you a quick super duper story that all the listeners have heard, but I don't think I've shared it with you before. So around the summer of 2019, um, I was in the New York for that summer. Um, and I discovered the ketogenic diet a little mm. while before I'd heard about it. But I was like, yeah, I'm not really into the whole fat diet thing. I said, look, let me give it a try. And I was, I was, I got back into working out because I was away from the, I just left the UK. I wasn't, um, at the jujitsu gym as regularly and whatnot. And, um, here I was observing this diet and all of a sudden I was feeling great. I had massive amounts of energy. My sleep was awesome. The fat was falling off. I was I'm just feeling really, really good. And then I was like, when I got back to, um, when I got back to Carbo at the end of summer, I was like, oh, I'm going to hire like an online coach so I can like maintain this rhythm that I built up when I was in New York and like, you know, continue my journey to health and fitness. And they were like, you know, what are you eating? And they're tracking my food. So you haven't got any carbs. Well, yeah, I've been following the, the keto diet. Oh, that's terrible. You need carbs and you need to be 40% carbs and 40% proteins and 20% fat. And this is the thing. And da-da. I put on like 25 pounds and it took me like two years. <laughs> it took wow. me a really, really long time to shed it. During that time, um, I got my DNA checked, I think ID life or something like that. And it turned out that I'm actually perfectly optimized for using fats for fuel and not for carbs. It actually said there, fats and not carbs. There are a lot of people that spout this, oh, don't do that diet and don't do that diet. You must do this diet. That was my experience. And so as a result, now I'm very interested for people like yourself who are on the front line of anything, whether it's fitness, whether it's finances, that do have, again, more of a breadth of, of data to hear what kind of things do you hear that you're like, well, that's kind of, you know, it's bullshit. And you get the opportunity to speak to people and to to debunk. So, you know, any anything like that you had in the health and fitness, I'd, I'd love to hear about. Yeah, I mean, I think there there's every every diet tribe has its own flavor of misinformation. Did you say diet 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 tribe? Diet tribe, yeah. <laughs> That's uh... we are the carnivores. We are the vegans. We will eat you. That's not very vegan. So, <laughs> this is my world, though. I mean, it's not. Yeah. I'm not even being like. It's not even a metaphor. It's truth. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 real um yeah. i would say you know the 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 chief misinformation that that people that that i think you know just it's a good starting place for people is that there is no one size fits all diet there is no best diet right mm-hmm. the diet that's going to be best for you is something that you have to learn and usually it's going to come with a little bit of trial and error 
um, mm-hmm. to, to, to figure out. I mean, a ketogenic diet can be great. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. on the ketogenic diet and have gotten shredded on the ketogenic diet and, mm-hmm. um, and will find it a, a, an easy diet to adhere to. Right. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to be on a ketogenic diet to, to lose fat. To get those mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't. Um, and in fact, there are some downsides that um, keto zealots don't, you know, fail to mention is that when you're on a carbohydrate depleted diet, you, A, it's a stress. It's a stress mm-hmm. on the body because the ketogenic diet, the way that it functions, it's essentially a fasting mimetic. It's a starvation mm-hmm. mimetic. It's a mimic. It, it, it allows you to eat while still mimicking um, some of the effects that, oh, starvation. Uh, yeah, like that the body. atrophy and selectrophy and different stuff like that. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that that is a form of stress on the body. And if you're mm-hmm. chronically stressed out, right, that can have a negative effect. It can drive up levels of cortisol, which oh. is a stress hormone, which can affect, you know, negatively affect immune function and the like. Um, also carbohydrates are a performance enhancing tool. Um, Mm -hmm. when you have sugar stored in your muscles, that helps you power through explosive style lifts, high intensity exercise and the like. That's why, I mean, the ketogenic diet for anybody who's doing, like you mentioned jujitsu, it's just not, that's not an optimal diet to Mm -hmm. support the kind of strenuous full body activity that you perform, um, in, in jujitsu. It can also cause an elevation of, um, you know, LDL cholesterol, it can depress thyroid hormone function. Now I'm an advocate of the ketogenic diet in certain contexts, you know, for mm-hmm. people with neurologic conditions. Um, I think it's worth, uh, experimenting with potentially, um, the ketogenic diet has been utilized clinically for the past century, uh, to help treat certain types of, um, otherwise treatment resistant epilepsy, right. Oh, it's wow. now being studied for its utility in Alzheimer's disease and, and, wow. and, and Parkinson's disease. Yeah. So we have to be talking about the ketogenic diet, right. In those, in mm-hmm. those contexts. Um, mm-hmm. also I think that to be in intermittent ketosis makes a lot of sense from an ancestral standpoint, right? Like mm-hmm. we, this is the first time in human history that we have solved the problem of food scarcity, right? But for the vast mm-hmm. majority of our evolution, there would have been periods of feast and famine. Mm-hmm. And famine would uh, encourage the production of ketones in the body, right? To continue mm-hmm. to fuel the brain once uh, a, a, a fuel source, a, a glucose yielding fuel source ceased to be available, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so those are all the pluses of, of the ketogenic diet. Um, so you got to like kind of take... You got to kind of like be able to um, understand all the nuances before mm. sort of determining what's best for you. And what's best for you today might not be best for you next week, next month, mm. or next year, or next decade, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in general, the diet that 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 like I advocate for isn't so granular as to be um, restrictive because I don't know everybody, like, I don't know the fitness levels or the genetic profile or the gender or whatever of everybody who's picking up my work. Right. Mm -hmm. So in general, I like to promote the things that I think are going to do the most good for the most people. And that is minimizing consumption of ultra processed foods. And that includes Mm -hmm. refined bleached and deodorized seed oils, um, like Mm -hmm. canola oil, corn oil, soybean oil, all Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Yeah. I stick with avocado and extra avocado, coconut, got some ghee in the house and extra virgin olive oil. Those are the ones I use. Those are great. Yeah, those are Mm -hmm. great. So I'm a big advocate of, of the, of the, uh, you know, the addition of healthy fats in one's diet Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. the minimization, the reduction of the, of those more industrially processed ones. Um, Mm -hmm. 
you know, staying hydrated, consuming ample protein um, with the caveat that animal protein is the highest biological value protein to be found in nature. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm a fan of certain kinds of dairy. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not uh, I'm I'm actually quite balanced um, and reasonable. And I think that's why uh, people have gravitated to my work over the years. Yeah, I have to say I was kind of like because there was a couple of you that do the health thing right there was there's you Danette was obviously there Spoonie uh, what up yeah. Spoonie H- happy belated um so I was kind of watching and see it was very interesting to see you because you have different stances as well but it was interesting to see how you relate to each other I know some of you guys have created content together I haven't seen I know there's a, a live with you and Spoonie I actually want to go and, and, and check it out but it was interesting to see like what is a because there are some people like in my field for example like people will sell the story of oh yeah you know we're gonna do this practice and we're gonna do that and blah 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 yeah, that's not sustainable bro like oh look at my my daily regimen my morning regime it's like that's it's not really happening but on the food front like it, I, I could see like what is it that you were doing and there was like a very balanced like the plates were balanced. You weren't overeating. You weren't getting sloshed every night, but you weren't turning anything down or whatever. It was, it was refreshing to see people at the forefront that are actually speaking about having a balanced approach and also living it too. So thank you for being an integrity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's my, uh, my, my priority is, is like health is understanding what is the best diet for the human animal, the most biologically appropriate diet that's going to promote an optimal health span and lifespan. Some Mm -hmm. people are more driven by what is the best, going to be the best diet for the environment, right? Mm -hmm. What is going to be the best diet for animal welfare? I Mm -hmm. think those, those causes, um, are, it's important to, uh, you know, to be mindful of those, uh, of those causes and those, and those efforts. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but my priority is, is first and foremost, human health. Like Mm -hmm. if, if you tell me that, um, that there's a berry that is the, that's going to be, that's going to help prevent the, you know, dementia for my, in myself and others that I love and care about, Mm -hmm. but eating it is going to have some detrimental effect. I mean, I'm probably going to want to eat it, you know, like, uh, that's my, that's my number one priority, the, the health mm-hmm. of myself and others that I love and care about and the people that follow mm-hmm. me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just sort of where my bias, um, mm-hmm. bias lies. Some people are dictated by, you know, what they, what they eat is influenced by visions that they have spiritually. Right. Like, I mean, it's, everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, yeah, I'm uh, I'm really dedicated to I think understanding like the health aspect of things. It shows up. It shows up. Um, yeah. Writing a book is not an easy task, right? And it's we not, actually it's, spoke- not, it's it's not a healthy t- it's it's not a healthy task either. <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> and you and I actually spoke about about uh, about the book journey. Um, I as I shared with you, I, I was going to work on a new book. I'm like. I don't think I want to do another book right now. I want to just kind of sit with the ones I've got. Um, what's inspired you to not just to write a book, but to actually put the effort, energy, and a team towards continuing to put out um, the written word, especially seeing as you have a podcast, you've got ways that people can connect with you. You've got ways that you can serve people, but you still dive in and gather this content in this form for people. Is there anything specific that inspires you to do that? 
I just love to learn. And the best way to mm-hmm. learn is to teach. So mm-hmm. for me, synthesizing my, my research into the written word, it's a, uh, it, it helps me. It also, I have a photographic memory for this, for the research stuff and, and synthesizing photographic memory. Well, not for everything, but for oh. the research in the papers, like I, I remember that's it really, and I'm really able to, interesting. yeah, yeah. And, but writing it helps, like writing it really mm-hmm. helps me to, uh, remember all this stuff, you know? And, mm. um, and it's what I love. It's what I'm passionate about. It's like, I love nothing more than finding a new study that's going to mm-hmm. help improve the lives of the people that have chosen to follow me. Like to me, that mm. is, there's nothing more gratifying than that. And so mm. when I'm writing this stuff down, um, it helps me to, uh, to make sense of it in my brain as a storyteller. Um, mm-hmm. and then also to remember it. So I get mm-hmm. a lot out of it. I, I'm, I'm highly incentivized and, uh, and, yeah, and I love it. it. It makes me super happy. It's like I, I as I mentioned, there's like a, ha- a small handful of things that I'm truly passionate about, mm-hmm. um, and everything else can go to hell pretty much. <laughs> I, mean, I like you. You may f off. Okay. Yeah. You, you may sod yourself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's how my brain works. I love movies. Mm-hmm. I love music, and I love health science. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much favorite it. movie. Oh man, that's a that's a tricky one. Uh, okay, a movie that you enjoy. A movie that I love, I would say V for Vendetta. Amazing film. Yeah, amazing film. Portman threw me off with that. She was yeah. a fit little ball chick. Yeah, I, I was really I, into it. No, I mean I love. It. No, but, uh, but the ball chicks I mean, and then I was like, oh hey, hello. Even as a ball chick, she she was yeah. fine. She was doing some numbers. She was doing yeah. some numbers for sure. Yeah, but then I, I get a little bit creeped out when I remember Leon. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't look at her the same way. <laughs> like, I feel like I've groomed her on screen. I, I don't know if you know what I mean. Like, mm. the, the, I was like, oh, I can't really do that. But then, I, <laughs> but then she's really cute. Anyway, we're not going to perv over Natalie Portman. <laughs> because who knows? You actually move in circles where you might meet her one day. And this will be like, oh, God, there's that Max guy. I heard him on the podcast talking about how fit I am. I need to be careful. Unfortunately, I think she's taken, but um, but I do. I would love like to meet her nonetheless. You know, who knows? I think you never know. I would. I would like to join you in that manifestation. We can. Yeah, yeah. We could bring some. Nice. Hello, Natalie. Could you shave your head, please? We really like that. I love. She's Jewish too, which is good. You know, my, it would make my mom happy. I've never dated a. I've never dated a Jewish girl, um, but I'm, you know, certainly as a Jew, like yeah. open to it. You know. Yeah, did you say as a Jew, I'm open to it. <laughs> That's probably the most maxillicious line I've heard you say in all of our in all of our connections. But um, yeah. Max, again, I just want to thank you for coming and hanging out with me today. It's been an absolute pleasure to uh, to continue connection. Uh, I was actually um, on the DM with the Rube Meister, um, with B Ruby. Uh, Love that today. guy. Yeah, as soon as I can get north of the border, I'm going to come and hang out with you guys for sure, sure. We'll, you should. That would be amazing. We'd we'll, love we'll, to have we'll you. We'll paint, paint the town blue. Um, uh, any parting thoughts for the uh, the dreamers in the audience who are salivating at the opportunity to come and check out your content and learn more? But any parting thoughts? Oh, man. I'm just grateful that I get to do what I love. And um, mm-hmm. and I implore anybody listening to to follow their dream and to, mm-hmm. um, you know, what if it's, if it's something that you really care about uh, – you can find a path you can and if you can't find it you can carve a path to to success you know mm-hmm. i i took a very unconventional route to where i am today um mm-hmm. but and it was challenging certainly and it still is but um but yeah i wouldn't trade my career for 
Well, I was going to say, I wouldn't trade my career for anything. I would trade it to have my mom back in of good course. health, you know? Of course, of course. But, um, but other, other than that, I'm very grateful that I get to do this, which, uh, yeah. It, I guess and we're I, grateful. We're grateful that you do it too, sir. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. I'm grateful. So guys, uh, please do go and check out Max's library of books. Uh, there's definitely some gold in there and he does re- make really great content, like generally makes great content. So go and check him out. Um, it's just, is it the Max Lugavir or is it just your name? Just, I can't remember your Instagram. What's your Instagram? Doing? Just my name. Yeah. At yeah. Max Lugavir. The, when people have a the, do you have a the before your name? No, I'm Dreamer CEO on socials. I don't, okay. I don't even use my name. No, Which well, Spoonie said maybe the reason why they refuse to give me a blue tick. Oh, uh, man, I don't know. But the, yeah. p- people who have the the before their name, I feel like that's a little pretentious. So I'm glad that, <laughs> that. But there's, you know, if there was another Max Lugavir in the universe, maybe I would have to, but yeah. It's just me. I'm with you. Just you. And what a wonderful you it is. So thank you again for coming to hang out. We'll pop some links in the show notes. Guys, do go and check out Max's books. Check out his content. Um, Just dive in. um, Give him a shout and let him know you heard about him from us. Until next time, remember you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. And I invite you to keep dreaming with your eyes open and do so healthily with balance. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Duel with Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.